You're listening to Thrive, where every week we have meaningful conversations with incredible women like you, packed with practical tips and sisterly advice to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. We're shaking the story that you're just getting by and stepping into who God made you to be. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. I'm your host, Erica Gwynn, and I'm ready to thrive together. Here's today's episode. Welcome back to Thrive. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. We've got a very special guest in honor of today's very special day. It's me, macho man, daddy. <laughs> I say that because I'm getting to go to WrestleMania in Philadelphia. I'm going to dress up as macho man, Randy Savage. Oh my gosh. I'm I think wa- you just about lost everybody on that. I'm going to work on my uh, accents. They'll Google it. They'll Google it. All right. Well, in case you're new, this is Jamie. He's my husband. We've been together a a decent amount of time and we thought it would just be really fun to do a little catch-up episode since it's been a hot minute since you've been on since you've been on the show so thanks for coming on boo thanks for having me it's been there's a long trip to get here i know all the way to the kitchen table well we haven't actually had you on the show since we had you know an added a human to our household so this is consider this a little catch-all catch-up episode catching up with the gwens we've got a little life lately but do we have Lucy too? Um, Lucy. Might have been pre-Lucy. It might have been pre-Lucy too. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. So yeah, we added a kid. We added a dog. We're really thriving over here. Yep. Two cats, one dog, two kids, a house, cars. One wife. The life. <laughs> the life. The wife and the life. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, so we where should we start things off? Should we start off with? From the beginning. The beginning when we added the second kid. And then progress through to like Disney World and stuff. I guess, I guess makes, so, yeah, because it makes logical sense. I guess we we'll take it back to Halloween night. <laughs> <laughs> he says Halloween night. That's well, it was the day after Halloween. Yeah. When we found out we were pregnant, but that's probably a little bit too far in the past. So. No, because because Halloween night, I was dressed up as Gru. This is right? two Halloweens ago. Yes, two Halloweens ago, and then I were. woke up, and then you told me you were pregnant, and I still uh-huh. had the Gru makeup on. <laughs> And I was still in character, so. You were. You had black eyeliner all over your face. Uh, No, but fast forward to when we had Jonah. Mm. I want, I feel like we should share our thoughts on just what your thoughts are on life since adding another kid. Best thing about adding a second kid, hardest thing, just kind of like how you feel like life has changed besides the obvious. I feel like you glanced over like a, a key point there is. We had a, a preemie baby within Olivia, and then we went from, you know, getting pregnant with Jonah to having Jonah. I think maybe uh, the world wants to hear a little bit of uh, how did you navigate that to get to Jonah, too? What do you mean, in terms of? I mean, like, it was, you went from being a, a mom of a preemie baby with a lot of stuff and to uh, everything turned out A-OK. Well, my friends know this. It's because we did a lot of therapy. <laughs> And I prayed a lot. Um, and that's how that happened. No, but we're we're focusing on like post-Jonah here. Okay. So Jonah comes post-Jonah. out he- yeah. healthy, healthy as a little ox. Um, he's currently looks like a bowling ball. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he comes out, what, July in uh, 2023? Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, beautiful little baby boy. So if people are checking out your Instagram and stuff, I'm sure they'll see a picture of him. And, uh, yeah, he eats a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, sleeps a little bit at times what do you feel and, like uh, has been different for you as a dad 
zero from going from zero one to two nothing nothing okay well it must be nice to be a man <laughs> <laughs> no um i i feel like this time around i'm a little bit more relaxed well i was relaxed with olivia too though but um i don't know i think maybe i, I can't tell if it's a combination of aging or having the second one um or maybe both but i feel like i don't i don't sweat the small stuff I don't usually sweat small stuff, but I think for me, I don't feel like there's been a difference yet. Um, he's also not mobile. So I feel like that might <laughs> answer, that, that answer will change as we go through time. Yeah, I think you're better at this than me in terms of not sweating the small stuff and letting certain things roll off. And we play off of each other in that sense, I think. Because sometimes I'm like, James, take what, this a little more seriously. Yeah, like, sometimes what you, you're like, Erica, chill the heck out. What do you think? Like, what has changed from baby one to two for you? I mean, obviously, like breastfeeding now compared to bottle yeah boy versus girls or like is there like an emotional is there a different emotional connection for you i think so yeah but i feel like every parent would say so but like what is it for you like what what does that mean i think but this also granted this the caveat here is this might be because of liv's birth story i think but i think my attitude towards liv is a little bit more of like the you you are super strong. You can do it like a little bit more. I don't want to say strict because that's not the right word, but just kind of, I feel like I have slightly higher expectations. Maybe it's because of her age. I don't know. Maybe it's just because of who knows. We could psychoanalyze this all day long, but I think I just have more of like a, you can do it almost like that toughen up stereotypical attitude people might have towards boys. I almost have towards her. Whereas with Jonah, I'm like, oh, you're my cutie little baby boy. I love you forever. You'll be mommy's little boy. <laughs> like, he, this, like, he could do no wrong in my eyes. <laughs> Granted, seven months versus five years old, huge difference. Um, but also, I will say it because I know this is kind of an unpopular opinion, I feel like. I love their age gap. Mm. And, and you were someone who wanted to have kids closer in age. What changed in your mind? Who's, who is asking the questions here, sir? <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. I, You're the more interesting one. Stop it. I think just reality makes it where the age gap is actually really great. And I was a little what nervous of that. Give it, I'm about to explain. Hold your horses. Um, I think the fact that Liv can... I don't want to say fully take care of herself because we're not like sending this girl off to the wilderness at age five, but she is definitely a lot more independent. So I think it really helps for us to like focus on Jonah and then be able to say, all right, live, go brush your teeth, go get dressed, whatever. And she can pretty reasonably handle that herself while we pay attention to the baby. And there's just a lot of times where I've caught myself in those moments thinking, wow, thank goodness we don't have two in diapers right now. Or like two that are too close in age where we can't divide and conquer that because then we're just multitasking a lot as is so i feel like that helps and i also just think it's really really sweet seeing their relationship unfold because she loves him so much she, she does just, like she adores him and she likes to be like little mommy and it's really cute so i think that that's really sweet yeah it helps because she's a girl and he's a younger boy versus yeah. vice versa she she asked me if he if she will be jonah's mommy when he grows up i said no honey that's not quite how Science works. <laughs> okay. Um, best best thing for you about adding a second. Like favorite moment so far where you're like, wow, I'm really glad that we did this. Or are you living in regret? 
No, I um, <laughs> I'm I'm in the middle. I uh, it's the same thing with Olivia. Like I don't think in that first year it really settled in. I think when Olivia started like crawling and becoming mobile, that I was like, okay, well, there's a shift in routine. There's this, but also I've always been like the first two years, it just feels like you're just in a blur, keeping a human being alive versus like the personality. Even though like they have their little personalities, but um, I don't know. I like I think for me, it's I'm gonna wait for that bond to come a little bit later. I think bonding is different from dads and moms. And You've said this a lot. You've always said this after each of our kids was born. We're like, it just took you a hot minute to so really feel bonded. <laughs> All of our children, our whole clan. Um, no, but I mean, that makes perfect sense because of how babies are carried by. Like, I'm almost like with Olivia now, like, I feel like we're bonding in a different way as, as she like becomes more aware of the world and like um, actions and consequences. And it's like, it's more fun because you're really setting the tone for all those things she's going to do in her life. You hope that you do it in the right way. Whereas like, like Jonah, it's like, he's going to forget every single thing that happened. So you're just trying to keep him alive. <laughs> Do you think it was harder going from one to two kids or zero to one kids? Zero to one. I agree. Zero to one. Well, and I think, it, I think the answer. I don't know if I agree. I actually kind of think one to two might've been harder. Well, I think the answer is going to change when he becomes a little bit older and you have to focus on different things at different times. I changed my answer. I think okay. one to two. Why? Because when you go from zero to one, you can put life pretty much on hold to take care of the baby and there's nothing waiting in the wings for you. And I distinctly remember feeling very guilty in those first few days or weeks after having Jonah where I knew Liv still needed me and needed us and wanted our attention and everything and didn't necessarily fully understand <laughs> what was happening, obviously. And I felt just felt like, man, I don't have it to give to her right now. So I think that was really hard because it's like you could go, you have the sleepless night and then you're being still being woken up at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. whenever by a very ready to go five-year-old. So I think that made it a lot more exhausting. I wonder how people do it when there's only one person as the parent with two kids. I have thought about that so much. Like, so much respect for single parents because holy crap i i don't i don't know i don't know it's or like even when like both parents work yeah and it's interesting mm -hmm. okay so let's segue we had we had jonah some months go by quite a few months go by i guess before we segue into what i'm about to what's what's like a top memory or highlight so far for you of life with with Jonah and or with the two of them together. Hmm. Like a core memory, as the kids say nowadays. Oh, uh, you go first. I don't know. Oh gosh. Well, I asked you this first of all. I mean, like what we've done so much since Jonah has been born. So, like, I guess like we could talk about Disney World having those moments but like jonah's just there you know okay well here's the thing i was gonna segue us to disney but i feel like for me if i had to boil down okay core memory or core thing it's not actually like one specific event or trip or even memory it's like a series of this is gonna sound so cheesy it's gonna be it's like a series of memories or moments 
Lucy, could you be any louder? Um, it's like a series of memories or moments of like how Jonah looks at me or how he looks at you and laughs or how he looks at Olivia and laughs. And I feel like those moments are imprinted in my mind where it's not like, oh, we loved how he saw whatever. It's it's truly like there's been just it's those small, seemingly small things that are actually the big things that I've caught myself thinking, wow, I wish I could not. I can't even take a oh, picture of this to it. capture it. It's like I just want to mentally snapshot it and remember it forever. Okay, so you got like a bunch of collage moments that you're talking yeah. about. I'm going to say all of us being at the Eagles game. <laughs> um, Go Birds. All at the Eagles game and we snap a photo and it's like Jonah in his first. And what I want to tell your audience is don't be afraid to take a baby uh, to a football game because you get special perks. People will hold doors for you. Uh, you will get better access in line. Uh, and uh, yeah, and so Jonah might might have been the youngest Eagles fan. I really game. wanted to dress him up as a bird. <laughs> so I think he was what, like five months old at that point. Yeah, definitely do as we did and do the headphones because yeah. that was an essential. And then you're going to have to leave up to the third quarter because yep. you don't want to get early. stuck in that traffic. But honestly, leave early regardless because then you avoid the traffic and it's great. No, I, no, I veto that. <laughs> if you can stay, you stay for the entire, the entire experience. There we go. But I would say that that Eagles game was, was a really fun memory. <laughs> got to be involved. Our dog is right here. <laughs> just like trying to, she's like, you didn't talk about me. Because you know what? Let's segue back to you know what Lucy is. There's so much I, segueing. I I know we were looking to have the second baby, and then we were like, we're gonna get a dog. And I, and I think you I were think we you blacked were out. You were a little nervous getting a dog because you didn't because it, it kind of like took the place of having a baby for a minute there. Uh, and then how would we integrate our life with a dog and cats and a and a, and a baby? But Lucy's been great. She's been great with the baby. I, well, the bigger thing here is that I'm not a dog person. I'm really not. I don't, I didn't have dogs growing up. Honestly, I don't like most dogs. I say as she's licking my face. <laughs> Lucy, stop. I don't like most dogs. Um, I'm just, I'm. that's just not my cup of tea. Like I have a long list of criteria of what makes me like a dog and like they can't smell. They have to be reasonably trained I say as the dog has her paws on the counter and is assaulting us with love <laughs> um but I will say I feel like I'm gonna give Lucy some credit Lucy teaches me a lot about unconditional love mm. because sometimes I'm mean they to do, her. Like dogs, I really do like there's so many times where I will just catch myself yelling at this poor thing not in like a mean way but just being like well she eats, she eats tissues and she napkins eats tissues and... and she eats out she like tries to eat weird things out of the trash like she's just she's so she's so strange but she was a clearance puppy and the last of her litter and it's so that's so endearing like she's so derpy in the most endearing lovable way and she's just so full of love and i just think it's really cute how we can be like don't be doing that and then she'll just right away come and just want to snuggle and love you <laughs> derpy so disney so let's 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 get to disney back to disney we did not take lucy to disney so we we went to disney in january um i have a whole host of things to talk about at disney here please do look if you were if you were listening to this 
and you were thinking, I love Disney World, but man, is that expensive. I got you covered. So when we were looking at Disney, we were like, let's get a travel agent. So Erica's talking to travel agents. And what what our hiccup was is, so we want to take Erica's parents. So that would be four adults, a five-year-old, and a newborn. So you got a party of six. And you're trying to do it where you have two rooms, but you're in a suite, but you want to make it, you know, cost effective. And how do we do this? But the other goal was Erica wanted to do it for her 30th birthday. So we were looking at March and it was just, it was not feasible. It was ungodly expensive looking at it. And like you look at it and you want to puke a little bit because you're like, this is disgusting. Nothing on earth should be this expensive except cars and houses. So like it's it's so much. Plus, March crowds at Disney are horrendous. Like spring break, no thank you. Yeah. So what we did is what we always do and we I, adapted. Okay, that's fair. We I was adapted. about to say please don't give me credit for the work that you did on we, this because you went into mode. So we adapted. So, um there's <laughs> there was a night that I was like, let me I could do better. I know I could do better than a travel, you know, travel agent, especially maybe not 10 years ago, but just with everything at your fingertips anymore with any app. So I go, let me just check this out. Well, and this is no shade to travel agents because travel agents are great. And like the people we were talking to, great. This is more just how your brain works. Maybe. Like you are just, maybe you are real good with finances, research, well, spreadsheets. And like when you go into mode, that's like truly a thing in our household because- give you a night and you're like i got you and you'll I'm have i'm i'm a you'll night have hot. like the entire thing figured out spreadsheeted ready to go by morning and we did that so i came across a uh, a website called undercover tourist and i think i had some other website before that but i i eventually found my way to this undercover tourist it's an app too and they had they had like all these articles doing all this research on my behalf of like the best times, things to do, et cetera, like things I didn't see before. And one of it was like the best time of the year to go to Disney. And they had this matrix of months by month by resort. And my one non-negotiable is I wanted to go to Animal Kingdom in the Savannah area. Animal Kingdom Lodge. Lodge. Well, I want to go to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, you're right. In the lodge and uh, be at the Savannah View because I know Erica wanted that. I was like, okay, so that's like number one. Can we make that work? And it was like, look, there's like two times of the year that you can get the best price in this lodge. And one time is in January, from like January 12th to early February. So I knew I was like, okay, like, would, would we be flexible with that? That would be part one. But I'm going to tell you right now, it was significantly cheaper to go to Animal Kingdom's lodge in that month. So I was like, okay, so now we're getting to a reasonable area. That's number one. Two is flights. So like in March, it was like ungodly expensive, like $400 a round trip per ticket. And you're talking about, that's like- From Pennsylvania to Orlando, so, that's absurd. Yeah. And then, so going in January, I think it was like $80 round trip. And that was number two. So, and then I think the best thing I thought of that I knew I'd have to like convince Eric and her parents on was renting a vehicle. Because her parents aren't aren't people that travel a lot. 
and like to go from A to B. And if you know, if you've been to Disney, they always have that magic Disney transport and stuff. And I've been to Disney enough where I despise waiting for that bus. <laughs> it's like, it just takes for, it just feels like you get off the plane, then you got to go somewhere else and wait and then get on that bus and you're always waiting. So I want the flexibility. And also with having a newborn, I wanted some flexibility with if we need to go to the store. So that was the other new thing that I figured out was there's so much to do in Disney <laughs> outside of the Disney bubble. And then I'm like, these people at Disney are very clever because they always wanted you to stay on their property in their uh, magic vans and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, so we're going to rent a vehicle and uh, we're going to do this. So we saved a ton of money and made it a feasible trip. I'm going to tell you this. It probably ended up being like a fourth of the co original cost. Yeah, it was like 25, 30% of the cost of going to Disney. And look, if you're going to go, do not skimp on your tickets, your 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 Genie Pluses, and then all that, that rider programs. But I'm telling you right now is if I would have redone it again, I have figured out that within 15 minutes of these Disney parks is you can stay out of the Disney bubble and save even more money staying off resort and there's still deals with the parks and then the like the disney strip there's so many restaurants and what have you like i probably could have saved another 10 to 20 percent if i re-ran those numbers not going to animal kingdom and going somewhere else and having more room so there's so much to do at disney so if you're like one of those people that you're like i can only do it once you know once every couple of years because of the price just reach out to me i got gotcha. you <laughs> like i'm not gonna create a blog about this but you can go to Undercover But Torch. if you do need a blog, we, yeah. we did do a blog we, we, post recap. I could probably all of I, I could probably do like a, like a my version of it. How to save all the dollars. But uh, yeah, no, I, and then I'll, look, don't be afraid to rent a vehicle because what I've learned about Orlando is they are very, very organized in all their vehicles. And um, it was just super easy, super easy. And then it came with car, you can get car seats and all that stuff. So yeah, car seats came with it. That was a big question that I had from people was like, what do you do about car seats? Car seats come with the rental. We used Alamo, which was, we had, I feel like zero complaints or problems with it. Yep. It was my only thing Alamo that I thought was, was funny was the guy that was helping us put the car seats in the car clearly had never dealt with car yeah. seats, maybe children before because we asked for an infant car seat and he brought us like the toddler booster. We're like, sir, this is, we need the infant one. <laughs> well, look, sorry. But if you never did it before. It out everything's within a walkable area so i know how to do it again Super easy but uh no it was and the what I, what I do really like about disney it's like they lean in you could bring food into the park so on day three i was like instead of spending all this money eating a fancy breakfast in disney let i can go make us breakfast i can go to the store make us breakfast how our room was and then pack us some lunches and we took in sandwiches yep and then you save it for that one big meal a day so again it's just that was, Disney I think, on one a of budget. the best tips for saving money because I think one of the biggest questions that I got after the trip was how do, how do you save costs and kind of what does that look like so you're not completely going broke in the process. And I think the best thing to save costs on is we planned for one sit-down meal a day for all of us. So we picked a restaurant, made the reservation – and then for for breakfast, we did kind of like breakfast on the go. We brought bars, um, just, yeah, pretty much bars or any sort of portable breakfast treat. We grabbed coffee on the way into the park, mm -hmm. so that was fine. 
we made, and then we brought the sandwiches in for lunch. And if we had any sort of craving along the way where there was something quick we wanted to grab at an a la carte, whatever we did, that was fine. But we saved our sit down meal for dinner time. And I feel like some of the sit down places are overrated because we also experienced that. But special shout out here. If you did not hear the blog post about this or read the blog post about this, um, because we loved Tusker House. I would say Tusker House was one that would be a worthwhile ex- a sit down experience. Yeah. So I like in, in how I budget, I'm like, I don't mind spending the money as long as the experience lines up. And for Tusker House, you know, the, the food is is pretty That's an animal kingdom, but it was pretty standard to me. But like the experience of we got to see all of the characters over and over and over again, like that is an experience that's difficult to purchase. Yeah. So that's the type of thing. Whereas like when we were at the Beast Castle, Be our um, like we didn't even get to have his autograph and, and he kind of came around. I don't know. It was like, so it was funny. severely overpriced. It's also just so funny thinking about this. Like we didn't get his autograph. It's like, it's, it's a dude in a, in a no, I know. Costume. I know. But like, <laughs> you got to think if you're going for your kids, no, absolutely. you know, as a parent, you're like this. I want my five-year-old to have the best experience. So again, if you're going to pour all that money into being there, you're yeah. like, you want to get the value out of it. Well, and this was another, here's another hot tip that we figured out. because, And this kind of came about accidentally because when I was booking dinner reservations beforehand, because I, Jamie handled all of like the spreadsheeting and the financing and all of that. And then I handled all of the logistic day-to-day planning. So I, I made my spreadsheet was like the ride priorities for Genie Plus and the restaurants and all of that. So when I was handling food reservations, you are allowed at Disney to book food dining reservations up to 60 days in advance. Well, it was already, we were already into the 60 day mark when we booked our actual trip. So I was thinking, shoot, we're not going to have like a lot of these most popular places. They're not going to have openings, which was true to an extent because your stereotypical dinner times were booked. But what was left was like 3.30 in the afternoon. So I thought, all right, great, let's book great that. Time. Great times. It ended up being the best time because if we weren't eating huge meals at lunchtime, we were all hungry by that point. The kids were ready for a break. There's basically nobody else in the restaurants who have great service. And especially for something like Tusker House, where it's a character dining, the characters have to keep walking around and visiting each of the tables. There was nobody else in the restaurant. So I think we got... I think we had three or four visits to our table per character through the course of our meal. So they're coming, they're signing autographs, they're taking pictures, they're just goofing off with the kids. And it was so cute and so sweet. And I would 100% do it that way again on purpose next time. (laughs) Yeah, no. So like alternatively, we went on our third day. We went to, uh, what was that place called? The Disney... um... Disney Springs. Springs. Disney Springs. I I never heard of that before, but since we had our vehicle and they have transport and stuff, but with the flexibility going right from the park to go there, we walked and we went to a restaurant, um, like an Irish pub restaurant. And Raglan Road was it called? Raglan know. something. But, but like we were able to get in there, and there was like tap dancing and step Irish step, step dancing. Irish. There you go. <laughs> Irish step dancing, and it was just it was a change of pace. It I don't know, just like a great time. So yeah. I'm did a, you know Jason Kelsey went there when he was in Orlando for the Pro Bowl a couple days ago? No, I did not. But that's awesome. Look at me with the wow. fun dogs. See, I wonder, I wonder if he got on stage. Because we had Jonah. I put, <laughs> I, 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 put, I put Jonah on the stage to dance. Where I could. You got you didn't know this. I didn't tell you. But like I had Jonah on the stage moving his legs. Oh, good. And everybody was like clapping for him. 
Of course they would. So um, anyway, I'm excited to actually plan our next Disney trip because now I feel like I can be like the super saver. And again, just put your money into the parks because you're going yeah. for that. And then everything else, it's like, don't worry about like your, where you're staying at your hotel. Like you're spending most of your time at the park anyway. That's the thing. I was a little bummed. and That was another big question I got was like, why were you bummed about Animal Kingdom Lodge? Don't get me wrong. Beautiful hotel. And like, in theory, being able to see the animals on the savannah, awesome. But what we quickly realized was if we weren't going to be back to our hotel until nighttime and it's January, it's pitch black outside by the time we get back to our hotel. So, it- so we went to go look out and see the animals on and we're like, oh, Everything is sleeping because it's dark and it's night. And we were at the very edge of the savannah. So it was like it was like going to a concert and getting the partially obstructed or like slightly behind the stage view where like you're not actually getting like the main the main meat and potatoes of your view there. You're really getting like the partially obstructed situations. Here. So and if you think about it, like we got the cheapest price you could probably get for like a suite at Animal Kingdom Lodge all year long. But then if you change your perception and take that amount of money and apply it to an off Disney resort, mm-hmm. you could probably get their best room. Yeah. So that's where you can even get either an upgrade for yourself or save more money. Yeah. So because we I did have Genie figured Plus. We yep. did, I would say if there's something you're going to invest in, I think Genie Plus and actually being willing to do the whole, as annoying as it is, doing like the individual lightning lanes, pay to play on the rides. It's worth it because if you're going, you want to, you want, you're going like, I'm like, if you're going to be there, you want to do the rides that you want to do. That's not the thing to skimp on. So if you want to ride, you know, guardians of the galaxy, which you totally should then ride the dang ride. Don't like, that's not something to skimp on. Whereas if you want to buy souvenirs, get your souvenirs from it, from Amazon ahead of time for yeah. half the price. Don't be paying the big bucks. Oh, they have, part. they have like, if you, if you have uh, like a rent a car, they have all these stores that have Disney content in it that I'm sure they have similar products in there for price. So that, that's one thing I did with Olivia is every time she's like, oh, I really want that. I'm like, hey, let's talk about it later. We'll see <laughs> if we have and she forgot. So, Well, another uh, thing, we did this when we went on the cruise. If you get a couple things ahead of time, like there's a lot of places that have the actual branded Disney merchandise, like Kohl's has a bunch, Walmart has a bunch, and you can buy it ahead of time. Bring If it's stuff that's easy to pack, bring it with you on the trip. And then you can kind of gift it to your kid to start the day or to end the day, whatever. That way they're not in the park going, I want that, I want that, I want that. And you're spending $50 on a balloon. Mm-hmm. All right. We're the Gwyns back behind the mic. <laughs> day two of recording this podcast. And why it matters is because you have multiple kids and stuff. You know, life gets in the way and that's okay. Yeah. You just got to give it a lot of time. We, you got to give yeah. it a lot of preparation. So we, okay. left, we left off on Disney. We did. And I had a couple of top tips to share. Um, Number one, get the magnetic people. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, refer back to the recap blog post, Instagram, I don't know, any of the places where I've linked up any of the things because they're there. They are these super cool, I don't know, two and a half inch tall jelly-like people with magnetic limbs. And I think you get about 30 in a pack. And they're fantastic because shout out to my girl, Callie, because she recommended them first and I bought them on her recommendation. So I was hashtag influenced. Um, And they are so good for giving your kids for standing in line for any sort of downtime. And you just hand them to your kid to play with them. 
um, and they can stick them on each other, but they can stick them to things around them to see if things around them are magnetic, like the bars and the cue lines and whatnot. Mm. Uh, and then we're also making them work even longer here because we figured for Liv's Valentine's for school, this is completely irrelevant by the time you're listening to this, seeing as it will already be Valentine's Day, but we're going to do them for Valentine's for school. Like put two together and be like, you're stuck with me, Valentine. Ha ha ha. Love it. Yeah. What else we got? Oh, renting strollers. Mm -hmm. We talked about We rented stroller. Well, we talked about renting cars. No, we talked, we talked about, um. Rent a stroller too from Kingdom Strollers. It doesn't even matter if you have kids rent a stroller. Put all your (laughs) bags in in them. Put all your bags in it. This is true. Um, We said, um, don't buy souvenirs while you're there. But I will say one thing I'm really glad that we got that I planned in advance for were these cute little silhouette prints. I don't even know if they're considered prints because the guy does them in real time. So if you're in Magic Kingdom on Main Street, I I discovered, I found it right in the nick of time at about 7.30 at night before the fireworks which was perfect time to do it. So I think the guy's name is Jim. He's been doing it 37 years because I asked him. And you he will create the little silhouettes of your kids. And I it's it's dirt cheap, comparatively speaking, because it's about 10 bucks for, for the silhouette to be done. And then about like $13 extra if you want it framed. So we got them framed. So it's like 20, 20 bucks-ish total and you get, really a timeless keepsake of the kids but they'll do adults too and the whole families and it's just really cute but and special be- but the best time to do it is if you're going to stay for the fireworks do it an hour before the fireworks yes. so it takes probably about 30 to 45 minutes to wait in line and get it but all- even but also we figured out that we like being closer to the exit of the park for the fireworks so the fireworks yes. are just as good and you to leg up on getting your kids out of that park if you don't leave earlier um, anyone who experienced that. So that was a that was a fun time. Yeah. And that's a good note too, because I think a lot of people rush the greens or close to the castle for fireworks. This was actually our first time ever experiencing it from farther back on Main Street, which is cool because they light up the houses on Main Street in tune with the light show, which I ne- for some reason never knew before. And it just makes it really special. So Okay, last Disney-related question. I know we've hinted at this before in terms of um, – you, well, you've mentioned something I mentioned a lot throughout in terms of what we would do differently. Yeah. But anything else that you missed that you would do differently? Maybe like in the day-to-day. We will summarize. Summary, rent a vehicle, any brand, it doesn't matter. They're all good once you get at the airport. Uh, let's see here. Get a stroller. I would say, unless you are like a Disney enthusiast and and you care about this, I would say I care more about the parks and where you stay. So I'm going to say staying off the Disney resort, off property. property. Again, you're going to save massive amounts of money. And this will allow you the flexibility if you want to reinvest that to go whenever you want instead of specific seasons. And do not skimp on the costs within the park specific to the tickets. Don't get caught up in the souvenirs. Yep. Um, do a breakfast and lunch offsite. You can bring, remember, you can bring foods in. Uh, you can bring snacks in. And uh, if you're going to do dinner, uh, I mean, doing one or two in the park is cool. But I mean, remember, there's tons of restaurants uh, five, 10 minutes away. So we said all this. Okay. I'm summarizing. Last thing. Last thing. Give me your top ride from each park. 
So we we didn't do it this year, but the, t- the top ride from Epcot for me is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Absolutely. Hollywood Studio. I might ruffle some feathers out there. I'm going to go with Slinky Dog's uh, roller coaster. Slinky Dog over, over Rise of the Resistance. Although they're both great experiences, but I think Rise of the Resistance is one of those rides where like the first time you do it, it's magical. But then like the second or third time you're like, all right, I got the I got the gist of this. But Slinky Dog, I could ride all day long and, I and love it the entire day. It's it's a literal 10 out of 10 ride. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got here? Magic Kingdom. Um, Magic Kingdom. Uh, Tron was really good, right? Tron was at Magic yeah. Kingdom. Um, what was the other rides we went on? Haunted Mansion. No. Um, why am I blanking on every <laughs> that other ride? Right? Oh, it's Seven Dwarves Mine Train. That's that's a really fun one. It's yeah. Cool. I, mean, well, I wouldn't say it's the best one, but um, it's probably the most popular. So look, and I'm gonna say Tron seven out of ten. It was great. I mean, if it had another thirty seconds, it'd probably bump up to an eight or nine for me. But uh oh yeah, I'm gonna default to the uh seven drawers ride. That's I think my favorite. Okay, and then uh are we missing a part of Hollywood Studios? You said Hollywood Studios, no. Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom, well, you, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say the the Navi Flight of the Passage. I, first of all, those are two different things. There's Navi River Journey and there's Pandora's Flight of Passage. Don't get it twisted. Ooh. Flight of Passage. No, Animal Animal Kingdom. Great. I mean, how do you go against um the Yeti ride? Expedition after Yes. I, Pop ride. Yeah, 100%. that is really great. Although this year we, and we did it in the rain. In the it was even better in the rain. It was an experience because I've never... It, at one point, it truly felt like someone was standing next to me throwing a bucket of water I loved in space it. because it was that much rain and that fast of a ride. And wow, what an experience. Loved it. I did actually. I think it made it more fun. Okay. Anything else from Disney? No. No? Okay. Well, uh, what? And you know what? If you're going to go to Disney, take out a new credit card that gives you a lot of cash back and then just take that cash. And save a little bit more money. Yes. Okay. Carrying on. Sounds. What are we watching right now? Life lately with the Gwyns. Let's do like a rapid fire questionnaire here. What are we watching? Each other. (laughs) (laughs) No, for real. Okay, I'll answer this. True Detective. True Detective. Night Night Country. Country. Although I'm TPD how I feel about it yeah. still. We well, have two episodes to go. So Erica hasn't seen any of the seasons of True Detective. I've only seen the first season with all right, all right, all right, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. I thought it was the first season was phenomenal. I I want to take Erica back to that season. Did you see the whole season? I saw the whole season. It was, it was, it was a phenomenal season from start to finish. Um, I know two and three went downhill quick from what I've read. And four kind of brings it back. But four, I, I'm going to say right now, the first season is still head and shoulders above the current season, but the current season is good. Okay. So my concern with night country is I really need it to not be like a supernatural ending. Well, that's see, but you don't, this is the first time you ever watched true detective. They all have elements of supernatural, but they don't lean in the entire way. So there's always an explanation for what it is to trick you. And that's what makes true detective really fun. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I will just say play that it out. There's two episodes left. I have hope. <laughs> They're just not necessarily high hopes yet. 
but it's good. It's really good. And I also, we just watched the movie Quiz Lady. That was funny. I love Aquafina. And I thought that was I love a her solid voice. watch. Sandra Oh was absolutely not what I would have ever expected her to be in that role. That and it was really fun. I like Aquafina would be like one of my choices for a GPS guide. <laughs> Turn left. Yeah, you can't do Aquafina. I know. Can thing? you? No. <laughs> but I can. Oh, you just shot practice. me down so hardcore. Yikes. Okay, but now you're good at impressions. Do an impression. Since you can um, you can fairly judge mine because you're actually really good at it. Let's see. Uh I can do Leo. I could do Leo from the movie Leo. <laughs> it's are you boys and girls out there? Are you learning? Oh, I could do Pennywise. Oh, it's it was Georgie. Oh, come grab a balloon. Why does Pennywise sound the same as Leo the because, iguana? Because they're very close. But they're not at all. I will come get you and Georgie. <laughs> yeah, I can do a couple things. Oh, God. <laughs> um. Oh, I'll also recommend the Imagine Dragons playlist that you had going this morning. Yes. Because apparently if you, what did you just do in Spotify? Search Imagine Dragons. Uh, and like albums, there's Imagine Dragons lullabies. Imagine Dragons classical orchestra. Orchestra was like, wow, that's going to be what I do hardcore writing with in the future. Like really, really cool um imagine dragons 8-bit a little strange but also i can get i can get down to it pretty cool what are we talking about things that we have about to happen like me going to wrestlemania (laughs) wrestlemania is in philadelphia this year you know we're from philly and uh your boy here is going to wrestlemania your boy here uh i'm team cody if anybody out there knows anything about wrestling i assure you understand Approximately you will understand what it is. Of people listening. Anyway, I am also dressing up as the Macho Man. Macho Man. Randy Savage. Savage. If you have no idea who he is, he's one of the most popular wrestlers from the 80s and 90s. And he's also the guy who did the Slim Jim commercials. I still don't think that really is going to give people much context to go off of. Well, I mean, like... They'll just trust your word for it. Or Google. I, I mean, Google. Google Macho Man Randy Savage Slim Jim commercial. Slap into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. It's me, Macho Man. Randy Savage. Yeah. Guarantee you're going to be like, that sounds exactly like him, so... I'll give it to you. It sure does. It He's sure great. Does. He has colorful outfits. I mean, my, my like, favorite wrestler of all time is Ric Flair. But you know, I can't I can't dress as him because all he does is have like the white, I mean the like blonde whitish hair and like the fancy jacket. Whereas Macho Man has like the glasses and the beard and the long hair and like the fancy colors and like the streamers coming off of his armpits. It's gonna be epic. It's gonna be epic. And I even got the yellow boots. Uh I'm excited. April 7th. We're going to Sunday. So if you are going to WrestleMania. Look for Macho Man, <laughs> Randy Savage. That will probably be a 12% chance it's me. That pretty much, do we have anything else? Oh, you know what we're doing We got today? Erica's 30th birthday coming up. Well, that ages me, but yep. <laughs> That's sure a, is coming up. a big milestone. I will say I'm more excited for my 30s than my 20s. I feel like my 30s will be good to me. Not that my 20s weren't, but. It'll be great. Uh, we got that. Let's see. Um. Hmm. I will say what we're doing today is working on Olivia's Valentine box for school. And I we have some beef about this because we got the note home that was like, parents, please let your kids do it. 
And we're like, absolutely. The kids should be a part of this. This is their Valentine box. Like, heck yes. And we see them start coming into school. And let me just say, those fi- those five-year-olds are not doing their own boxes. Yeah, There's we're, like, we're like ninja turtles with samurai swords made out of uh, paper towel tubes sticking out of them. And those lines, Bluey, I mean. Bingo, princess castles, full-length alligator boxes. Um, these I mean, are what happened to cardboard boxes covered in glitter? Like these are things that I couldn't even do if I, I actually tried them. to do it. Like, like I would have to go to Michael's exactly. and invest a month of my life to work there, understand the crafts, grab you know the most premium hot glue gun, and then also get some help on TikTok or YouTube. Or yeah, like these were there. not these... done by these five year olds who can't even spell their names correctly. Like they ain't fooling us. You did not do this, child. Um, so anyway, I think Olivia's is going to be pretty great. Yeah, our daughter's been with the stuff. most original kid box. Yeah. We've got popsicle sticks. We've got glitter hearts. We got things that construction paper. Our parents. Yeah. But, um, I think it's gonna be great. It's great. It's gonna be great. It's good so, catch up. That was a pretty good catch up. I don't know if we have anything else to add. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little mustard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right well peace and blessings blessings and peace blessings and peace um love 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 the gwins i don't know how do we close this out have a great week just be kind to everybody i feel like ellen DeGeneres said that be kind to everybody um and when in doubt sleep on it and always choose each other yeah and and that that is jonah calling for us so on that note the Gwyns are out. Wait, before you go, make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. Drop five stars on your way out if you like what you just listened to. And come join the party on Instagram at thrive.podcast to stay inspired and thriving all week long. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.